Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. In Acts 10, Peter taught that God did not show favoritism. The food laws were not important. The Holy Spirit could come to the Jews and Gentiles. So now in Acts 11, everybody in Judea has heard Jews and Gentiles were meeting together. This required Peter to explain his encounter with the Lord and that in that the Holy Spirit came upon all the people there. Word had spread that Stephen was killed and Christians were moving in all the directions. This meant that the gospel was spreading in all directions. One of the important cities for the early Christian church was Antioch. Antioch. Yeah, Antioch. This is where believers were first called Christians. Paul and a man named Barnabas stayed there for one year and taught people about Jesus. The church gave money to help the church in Judea grow. Now back to you, Mom and Dad. (laughs) Thanks, Kirby. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. All right, now we're diving in. We're diving. Look closely at Acts chapter 11. And you really, though, kind of like Kirby already mentioned, you got to go back to Acts 10 to understand what happens in Acts 11 because yeah. Peter's explaining what happens in Acts 10. So he was at Cornelius' house. He had a vision. He came to understand that um, really a lot of the Old Testament Jewish laws did not stand anymore. You know, they thought certain mm-hmm. foods were unclean. They couldn't mm-hmm. do certain things on certain days. And the Lord is saying, like, no, that's not how we're going to do it anymore. And at the end of chapter 10, the Holy Spirit comes upon the Gentiles, mm-hmm. which this is like the first time the church is really coming together as Jews and Gentiles are right. intermingling, which is a way bigger deal than a lot of us can fully understand Right, today. we don't get it all the way. Like yeah. the racial barriers back then were, yeah. were crazy huge. And now Peter's realizing like, oh my goodness, like this, this is really happening. Yeah. So now in chapter 11, he has to report now to the church right. what really What's happened. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so Jews and Gentiles are, are coming together, and really Peter just recaps his vision, what happened mm-hmm. last chapter, and then mm-hmm. he starts talking to the church. And mm-hmm. so I love what he says in verse you know 17. He says, uh, if God then gave the same gift to them, these other people who we never in a million years thought would become believers— mm-hmm that he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who am I to stand in the way of God? It's like that the, the spirit fell. The spirit's there. And when the people heard these things, they fell silent. Mm-hmm. They glorified God saying, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. Mm. And it's again, looking for those opportunities and those people that we've probably written off in our heart. Like there's no way, there's no way God's gonna, mm intervene and use them bring them to him yeah it's just a sad you know? confession but true you know? yeah like, i just the other like maybe not the other day a couple of months ago <laughs> i bumped into some people i love talking and they were talking about a documentary series about serial killer kind of dark and creepy but at the end of his life he he came to christ and they were just talking about like how do i feel about that and is that right. tension of like we're supposed to be happy 
that people yes. come to Christ. But then you start going back to, but look at what this, this guy did. He mutilated people and did horrible things. Yeah. And then that just goes to show you how domesticated we've made the grace of God. Ooh, good word. And it's like, wow. And so here yeah. you're thinking, okay, these people, they're part of it too. And obviously we got to spend more time looking in the mirror at ourselves than we do worrying about other folks. I think but, that's a great, well, yes. <laughs> but but still like, God, give me the eyes to see other people the way you see them. Yeah. Like like we said on Wednesday's podcast as well. I think it's in, crucial. In, and to celebrate, like you're saying. So yeah, it is, it is interesting. That stuck out to me too, especially when, so Peter's reporting back and he's saying like, this is what happened. Like, take it or leave it. This is what happened. Yeah. Like, do you want to be on board with what God's doing? Because this is what he did. And so when, in verse 18, when they heard this, they had no further objections. That's so interesting to me. Like, it, it's almost as if, I think I think the same way. Like, let's dissect this and let's be sure let's, that we're sure that we're sure. But it's like, it sounds pretty obvious here. Like, yeah. it literally sounds like Peter did nothing except for what he was told to do in a vision. And then also in these dreams and with Cornelius and his house. Anyway, and so, and then, and praised God. And so I think that there, like, there's options there. Like you said, like, how are we going to respond? What, what's our heart, our heart posture toward this? Um, kind of thinking mm. of the prodigal son here and Jesus teaching too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so it, it was a good spot, I feel like, for me to, to pause there also. And, and really what you see there and also just in the story of God is God constantly doing things in unexpected ways, in unexpected mm-hmm. timing. Mm-hmm. Because you go to verse 19, to a couple of verses later, it says, Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except for Jews. And so when you, mm. if you lived in that situation and you are running for your life, it's in those times where everything that could go wrong seemingly is going wrong. You're like, God, where are you? Yeah. Could this day go any worse? I don't understand. Like, how mm. could a good God allow this kind of thing to happen? It's because of the persecution that the scriptures and the gospel spread like wildfire and Christianity grew. And so it's those yeah. moments of like, God, what's happening right now in the world and in my life? You got to trust that he's actually doing something good. Mm. Especially if... if when we can participate with him, like the whole Romans yeah. eight, God works for the good of those who love him. I wouldn't willing to guess some of the people who are being persecuted. Stephen just got killed. They're probably having a hard time at times wrestling with yep. this. Now, granted it does say they went and told other people about God, but still, and it was the persecution that allowed the gospel of Jesus Christ to spread. And so I'm not sure, you know, what's happening in, you know, your life listener. Um, there's something tough, you're experiencing right now some unforeseen circumstances kind of dropped in your lap. Spend time asking the Lord, God, what are you doing here? And where are you calling me to step in and participate in your kingdom work? Because, boy, I, w- I wouldn't have signed up for this. I think that that's what, you, that the invitation that's there is so key. Because really the persecution is what put it on full display. Yeah. But what was going on is this hunger and curiosity for truth, for yeah. love, for free, for Jesus Christ. Yeah. And in the hunger and in the curiosity, in this relentless pursuit of answer, like who is this guy and what is he doing? 
that's when you see like Clark saying you see the the craziness the persecute the whatever that's the display but what is driving this is like the man the Holy Spirit's on the move and uh, hearts are softening and mm-hmm. that is has really built up kind of this like platter one that's on display right now when the church is exploding for yeah. for the Lord to work and for people to see. Oftentimes I, I think of this through the lens of the Christians who are being persecuted, but it keeps saying the church grows. So mm-hmm. imagine being the person who is in Observing. town and all of a sudden these like people who are on the run show yes. up and they're like, hey, um, we want to tell you about Jesus. And you're like, oh yeah, the Jesus, the, the guy that everyone's getting murdered for? Uh, yeah, him. You want to join our team? It's like... The, the human response is yeah. absolutely not. Why would I want to join your, you mm. know, band of, you know, hoodlums on the run? Rome trying to vagabonds. They haven't showered in two weeks. Yeah, Robin Hood, Little John, <laughs> running around here like, what is going on? And and yet the church grows, right? So I think that just affirms your point of that. Yeah. the spirit was working. Hearts are soft. People were genuinely curious for like answers to these deep questions. Why is this better? Why yeah. is this better? Yeah, and, and think about it. People came to a point where they go, this is worth dying for. Oh, absolutely. Like, right. Uh, it's right. it's yeah, worth the I hurt. I get Rome's hunting the, you down. Yeah. I get the Jews are pissed off and they're trying to kill you too. Yeah. But you know what? I believe this. I, mm-hmm. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Like in the middle of it. I think. It's, yeah. It's like entering a crossfire. Just totally getting <laughs> shot at from every direction. Just entering the fight late. And you're like, okay, let's do this. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. So clearly the Lord must have been really been working. Yeah, well, I think that's why you read, I mean, even right here. So back to the scriptures, you read about Barnabas and quote, the Lord's hand was with them or, oh. <laughs> or sorry, that he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith and a great number of people. And so the church in Antioch, I mean, is, is you know, the, the key example that just explodes also with Christianity. Um, but where, where you're seeing language like uh, the Holy Spirit, is present here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that, that theme really, you know, is just going to continue throughout the whole book of Acts and then yeah. spoiler throughout the whole new Testament. <laughs> I love that description so. of Barnabas. He was a man yeah, who was full of the Holy spirit and full of faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if people described us, <clears throat> what would they would say? Yeah. If they're, let's descri- do it right now. Actually, let's do it right now. Clark, they're describing Clark, you. three words. Describe Bobby Jean Corver. Faith. The gift of faith. Bobby Jean had the gift of faith. That's more than three words. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boom. Boom goes dynamite. That's, That's it. it. Okay. Yeah, so the, the, she has the gift of faith. Um, it's the gift of faith. She's a discerning spirit and spoke boldly. Okay. That's what I'd say. Yeah. So I don't know. Appreciate that. Hey, got you, girl. I would I would say that you are a good man, full of Holy Spirit and full of faith. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Just, Just like, like Barnaby. Bar- like Barnaby I, I'm not going to lie. That was premeditated. Uh, no, I, you took it seriously, though, so I will, too. I will say, Clark, that you are a, you are a mouthpiece. You are a mouthpiece of God, that you are a passionate person for life, especially life with the Holy Spirit, and that you are a person with a, a heart for God's people. You are a shepherd. You are a have, you have a heart for God's people for sure. Thank you. So you're I, welcome. Turn to your listener. 
Mm. What would people say if they're going to describe you? Or if you're sitting with somebody, tell yeah, them. Stop. Tell them right now. Pause. Say, hey, hey, if you're writing a letter and you're bringing me into the new church, yep. how would you describe me? What are three words of description? <laughs> right? Another thing about the disciples, too, we have to look at verse 29. Are we getting... I got a verse <laughs> before, before that, 26 okay, before 29. 26, it was so interesting in the timeline. So there's mm-hmm. Barnabas and Saul. When he found him, he brought him to Antioch for a year. They met with the church. This is a whole year. They met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. And then they left. And so, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's a whole year. But in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, you're like... What's a year? That's not very long. <laughs> I know. And so I'm thinking about like some of the situations yes. like that I, don't know, I work through it's on a daily hairy. basis at church. You know, you're going through situations with people at church and people wanting to come to membership and... Yeah, just really, really tough stuff. And it's just messy. And I think what encourages me is I doubt that the early church was any less messy than what we have right. today. In fact, oh my, probably more where they're like, yep. hey, um, you guys study these scriptures, memorize this. Okay, you're an elder, you're an elder, you're a deacon, you're a deacon. <laughs> All right, Barnabas, let's hit the road, man. Let's And we'll come, yes. we'll come check back I'll in with you, you guys. I'll write you a letter. I'll write you a letter from jail <laughs> in a couple of years and check in on Look you. Look for it. Look you know, it's like... I don't understand. Like, obviously, excellence and standards and being having having right doctrine, theology, those are all really good and important. But I wonder mm. if sometimes, like going back to how the church was called the way, they were so focused mm. on both, like the believing and the living, yeah. that we often get caught up just in the believing yeah. and to stay in our little circles mm. and keep reading and studying. Where these guys are like, yeah. hey, we're here for a year. We're all in. Let's mm-hmm. do this together. Share your food, your food. Share your possessions. Let's raise money. Help in this church plant. We're out of here. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Repeat and repeat. Right. And then you circle back, find out how they're doing. Write them a letter. Tell them to stop doing crazy stuff in their church. Bless the ones who are doing it the right way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do it again. It's like, okay, God, I guess I'm going to give us more grace when we're working through yep. sticky situations. and. Hey, That's a good word. They did it too. And now, verse 29. Oh, I'm just laughing about it, you guys. It sounds like this. The disciples. So what had happened was, uh, I'll read the whole chunk. Verse 27. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the region of Claudius. And then verse 29. The disciples, each according to his ability, decided to provide help. For the brothers living mm. in Judea. <laughs> I just had to laugh because the, so the disciples, you know, they had, they were bivocational. They, some of them, like they, they're preaching Jesus, but they were, you know, before that they're fishing, they're doing stuff so they, they can help and they can actually, so you know, provide aid. You're picturing <laughs> so like, like pastoral Clark. staff, like what would you do? Well, I mean, okay. Pastor Johnny, I feel like he's got, uh, he's got some skills. Pastor Mariano, jo- he's got some Johnny skills. can take pictures. Andy, Andy, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Head off a mannequin. I'm sorry. God bless you. But uh backboard breaker. Yeah. He's <laughs> Not that basketball back then, buddy. Anyway, but, hey, he can play music, do music lessons. I or I am blessed. We we laughed, that- <laughs> Mike D. I don't know if he's listening right now, but for a while we laughed because we had this like unspoken thing. If you're coming to work at Emmanuel, you better be able to paint. Because when I first came right, in 2011, yeah. we started like going like room to room around church campus right, and like cleaning, cleaning out up and, and like Mike's yeah. working hard to get the roofs fixed and a new electrical put in, lighting to save us money and you know be a good steward and. I, we found ourselves a lot of paintbrushes painting. We're like, hey, some someone's applying for a job. 
like, can you paint? <laughs> They're I always love like, it. Oh, it's what funny. handyman like, skills you no, have? No, no, yeah. we're serious. Like, can you paint? Because if you can't paint, you're <laughs> no. not getting hired. <laughs> oh, you we guys. We got to paint the great room or the hallway in the, the back of the fellowship hall next week. Laugh. So, yeah. Good stuff. Here we go. Okay. Hey, friends and family, thanks for having fun with us, studying God's word. Yeah. Um, we're special. looking forward to Sunday. And Sunday, uh, we're going to be reading the next chapter of Daniel and preaching from that, uh, Daniel chapter 4. So if you want to read it before you come to church, I think you'd be blessed for it. You'll be yeah. better for it. And uh, we're excited to worship with you. So Indeed. God bless you. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll connect soon. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.